Welcome to Breaking Barriers. You know your path. We know the obstacles. And we can teach you how to tear them down. And now your host, CEO and founder of Adapting Social, John Vigero. So, all right, guys, welcome back to Breaking Barriers. This is an exciting day. Uh, this is Megan's first time on the podcast. Yeah. We, we just recently added Megan into awesome. the podcast oh, with awesome, us. Awesome. She's our CMO here. Um, badass, so we want to add her in. So she's going to make some big moves. Welcome. Thank you. Any, Thank you. any intro uh, positivity you want to bring to the podcast real quick? Uh, I'm ready to do this. This is going to be a fun conversation. And uh, a million people are going to listen to this. So let's go. Fun. Oh, let's go. I like that. I love it. <laughs> and, and this is actually my man Matt's coming back. Yeah, it's my second time. This is the two-peat. This yeah, is the two-peat yeah. here, right? You know what's interesting? I came two years ago when I turned 18. I came on my birthday. Yes, you did. Yes, yeah. you did. That's and, right. And then now I'm coming back a month from my birthday. So it's kind of like a <laughs> it's a birthday tradition. Dude, what the hell? That's crazy. Yeah. We should have delayed it a month. <laughs> yeah. It should have just, you know what I'm Damn. saying? Just make it a birthday thing. Right. right. Release it on your birthday. Uh, yes. That's right. it. We're only dropping it on your birthday. <laughs> Um, no, man, but so, so much has happened. Um, again, just for people out there who maybe haven't heard the first podcast, you know, we met at an event, right. Raul, right. right, Next right. Level Leadership Academy. Um, shout out to, our, to my man, Raul. Yeah, shout out, um, shout out. And, uh, and me and my man had a big vulnerable moment, right? 100%. So we, we, were, we were at this event and Raul was plugging on our heartstrings here, talking about our families and like our childhood issues we went through and blah, blah, blah. Right. And, uh, and then I got essentially called to stand up and say something, started crying like a baby back bitch, right? <laughs> um, and then my man, Matt, who I did not know at the time, comes up to me, you were 17 at the time, right? and gives me a hug Aww. while I was crying. And I was like, this is my brother for life. Right, right. right? And, and we had like, uh, like another vulnerable moment or two after we that did. as well. We but did, it, we that, did, that, yes. that was a special moment and it that was just... That was. So what was so special about that experience for me was like, when I went there, I was like, all right, I'm about to learn about some business stuff. Let's right, go. Right. But it turned out to be the complete opposite. <laughs> it turns it out. like your emotional feelings, yeah, right? Yeah, like just talking about so many other things. And I'm just like so happy I was able to, to make that connection with you and like yeah. the other guys there as well. Like it was just, it was so special. Like just, It was, man. It, so the, the, one, was. the one question I have for you, because I want to, <clears throat> one of the things that we want to talk about today is vulnerability. Um, and I think that like, so obviously I stood up and you stood up on separate occasions too. Um, and everybody at that event was supposed to be vulnerable, right? So right. my question for you though, is that was like, a, like for me, like I'm not like a crier, right? So as you know, as you know, uh, we were talking about before, but like, I'm not a crier. So when I got up there, I started crying, you know, blah, blah, blah thinking about my parents and shit. Then, you know, what made you, cause you mentioned out there, like, you know, you were like, damn, should I, should I get up? Should I not? Right, right. Like what made you get out of your comfort zone and be vulnerable? Because obviously in front of this big group of men, right? This is right. a, this is a fully men's event. This was not like, there was no girls there besides some of the wives. And you got up in front of everybody and you came and you gave me a hug. Right, right. So I was actually on the complete opposite side of the room. So right, you were, no, you got up, you're right. I, I wasn't even close to you. you, you know? I was on the complete opposite side of the room. Right. And like you said, this is a room of like, 35 to like 60 year old businessmen Correct. like just like serious men right right i'm the youngest guy in the room right and you're going through this experience right and i'm witnessing it and i'm just like connecting with what you're feeling right, right, right. and in that moment i was just like i want to do it but there was like the hesitation of like oh am i gonna look weird is this the right thing to do it's right. like you know people are gonna look at me a certain way and i think like we experience that with a lot of things totally, that, that we totally. want to do. We think about, oh, but what about this? What about that? What will people think, etc. But I just kind of went with like, this is what feels right. Yeah. You know, I feel, this just feels right. 
and this is the only moment that I have to take action on this. Right. So let me just do it. It just feels right. Yeah. And I went and did it, and you know, Boom. yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was what was right. You know, yeah, it was. And and I think one of the again talking about vulnerability, a lot of people would not have done that. Right. Right. I'm sure there was a lot more people throughout that rest of the whole entire event that had moments of thinking the way that you thought and like, damn, like that person could use a hug. Like, right. Cause there was some fucked up shit that people were talking about right. their pasts, right? And um, so yeah, so I think that was huge, man. I think a lot of people, they kind of like push their feelings and they push their vulnerabilities inside. Mm. I just thought it was so big of you to get up and do that. And again, you were 17 years old, you know? Right. So there was grown ass men in the room. I, Raul told me I was the youngest guy there. Right. <laughs> and then you showed up and, and then you're like 17 and like, yes. Because when I started my company, I was 17. Remember, we vibed on that yeah, too. And I was like, yeah. bro, I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. But I thought that was huge, man. So vulnerability is big. Um, now, on that topic, um, what, like, are you typically a vulnerable person in your, like, other like, day-to-day life? Like, or is that something that you just had a moment you're like, I'm going to fucking do this? You know, I wouldn't say that I'm super vulnerable mm-hmm. overall. Right. Um, I definitely am someone that is willing to like be more open about like my emotions and like how I'm feeling than like other people are, I would say. And like I'm I'm someone that's willing to like have those hard conversations like with people. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like like be open, but I wouldn't say I'm like super, right? right. However, like in the environment of that event, like <laughs> it was just dude, like it was the lion's den of emotions. I, I remember like at like one of the final like experiences that we did, I was like like, I was just like, like, it was one of those cries. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, where you're like, you had like the double breath, the double breath. Yeah. <laughs> That's so fucking true. Yeah, because, dude, it was just like, like, sometimes you kind of just have to let go. And, like, right. I've, had, I've had moments because, you know, I went to that one and I went to, like, a, I've been to a couple more of the events now, especially yeah. some uh, affiliated with the company now. Right. Um, but, I've had moments where I'm thinking to myself, like, damn, like, I'm feeling this emotion coming on. Mm-hmm. And a part of me is like, oh, don't cry, don't do it, don't do it. And I'm like, I make a decision in my mind where I'm like, I have to, like, let go. Right. You know what I'm saying? And like, you find, like, a lot of times when you do, right. that's when you have, like, the breakthrough. You yes. know what I'm saying? So yes. I think a lot of times, like, we, we have those blocks because of, like, we want to maintain maybe a certain perception about ourselves. 100%. You want to, you know, be cool or whatever. But, like, when you just, like, let go and just, like, allow yourself, like, to be open, mm-hmm. I found that it's it's been tra- not only transformative, but right. also, like, super helpful, especially, like, in my relationship with my girlfriend. Right. Like, that's been super impactful when I decided to do that. So Correct. Yeah. Dude, and I think, you know what, I'm, and I'm curious what you think about this. It's so wild that, like, people look at vulnerability as a weakness. Mm-hmm. To your point of, like, looking a certain way. Right. right. Like, why, like, like, that person doing that. What is, what is your thoughts on that? I think that people aren't open because they're afraid of it. It's just, like you said, it's a fear of the perception on you. But when you do open up and you are vulnerable, Mm -hmm. it showcases to others that you're human. Right. And then you have an emotional connection. Like, you two had an emotional connection, and here you are years later. Right. And I'm sure you don't keep in touch with anybody else at that event who didn't get up and give either of you a hug, right? Right. Um, So I think being vulnerable is really good. I I wish more people were vulnerable because that's how you grow in those moments. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And and ultimately, I think it is, it's like, it is... While well, people think it's weakness, it's really strength. Mm-hmm. Like you think about like some of the, the the people that we perceive to be like super strong. Oh, right. 
the reality is that they've showed moments of vulnerability and like 100%. some of the like just like the athletes that we respect the most we respect them because we saw the grind and like right. now they're champions you know what i'm right. saying like you see like th- them like like rise up through like you know like losing and stuff like that mm-hmm. like there's this um kevin garnett i'm not sure if you've heard it before he's like being interviewed and he's like i'm losing I'm losing, like, I just, yep. like, I, I'm losing, like, I can't, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. you hear his emotion, like, yes. he hated losing, and then yes. he ends up going to the Celtics, becoming a champion. Right. And, like, through that, he garnered so much respect and admiration, because people are like, damn, I could connect with that. Right. And so many people aren't willing to go to that place. Right. Because they think that if they are vulnerable, that they're going to lose respect, right. but the reality is that you're going to gain a massive amount of respect. Right, yeah. just, be, just letting go. That's huge. And, any, and for, for people, but let alone, obviously, organizations and companies, it's so important that that's a core identity in your core values, you know? Right. Being able to, like, you know, be transparent and vulnerable because that's part of giving feedback, right? Right. And feedback is super important, you know? Right. Um, I want to also talk to you about, um, before we talk about our sponsors real quick, I want to talk to you about what your daily habits look like. So so based off following you on social media and your journey over the past couple of years, um, you're very big at motivating yourself. Right. Um, you put out a lot of content of you doing personal development. Right. Um, so what what do your morning and evening habits look like? Right. So it's, it's a couple of basic things. So number one is, is writing the goals twice mm-hmm. a day. So morning, evening, mm-hmm. just like keeping the intention right. Mm-hmm. So like if, I feel like if your intention is right and you back that up with consistency, right. like you're just going to be on the right path all the time, right? right? So just getting the intention right. And right. so then how do you create the consistency? For me, it's literally having the day planned out, like literally by the hour. Mm-hmm. So like if I'm waking up from eight to nine, like write down the calendar, like wake up. Right, like right. you know what I'm saying like right. from 9 to 10 like if I'm gonna shower and get ready literally like put that in the calendar like mm-hmm. for the entire day like even the things that you would think oh, I need to schedule that schedule it because for me when I look at my calendar and I see that I'm yeah. like all right at this time I need to do this at this time I need to do that and like it's very very clear mm-hmm. the intention is set and right. it al- it enables me to not have spaces where I'm like oh like I don't know what I should be doing right now let me Go do this. Let me go like slack off, or let me go, you know, like right. just like watch a movie or play video games. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I know exactly what I need to be doing. So you're very structured. Right, right. Bathroom so, breaks twelve to one o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> I, I won't write that down, but I'll put in like when I want to shower. Right, like, I, I'm right, gonna right. shower from this time to this time. Correct, correct. Um, I'm gonna eat this time to this. I'm gonna cook right. from this time to this time. Right. Like even those like small activities, and then like I'll uh, some days I'll have like just like a core three, or, like a core five things. Yep. So if I'm like, all right, I just need to make sure I get these things done today. Right. And I'll just get those done, and I'll always try to incorporate education and then the actual like needle moving activities mm-hmm. because. Every day, not only does it keep me sharp, but it keeps my mindset sharp. Totally. So, like, it, it's improving my skills, but it's also, like, keeping my, my focus on, like, building myself and, like, just keeping my intention on overall, like, improvement. Mm-hmm. So, I'll get that done with, like, a course or a book mm-hmm. or both. And then go into, all right, I need to make sure like, these ads are launched. I need to write this copy. Right. I need to reach out to this many people, right. et cetera. And then, like, once that's done, go through my schedule, boom, like, we're good to go. I love it. I love it. Quick pause for our sponsors. Megaroni's first ever sponsorship. Here we go. Here we go. Boom. This podcast is sponsored by Hatteras, a leader in print-based communications with services ranging from high-impact direct mail and packaging to retail graphics and environmental branding. Hatteras helps global brands engage with their target audience through the power of print. 
reach out to them at hatteras.us for help with your next print project. Boom, Mags. All right. Man, all right. You should, you should be a voice actor. There we What's go. <laughs> that was epic. <laughs> so, but back to what you were saying, though. So, one of the things you posted, right? Um, and the one thing I like about following you on social media, I think that a lot of people should do more of is you talk more about, um, like, I think you're very real and transparent with the stuff you post. Right. Um, I don't think you post things that are like, what's Matt doing? Like, this doesn't feel like this is Matt. <laughs> like, I think when you post shit, it's typically like, even if it's a little bit edgy, right. you still put your content out there, which is real about you. Right. Um, one time you posted something like, oh, I'm not really into going to parties, but here I am at a party one time. Uh, and I remember seeing it thinking like, okay, like, cause I know you're always constantly trying to improve yourself. Right. Um, so, are you somebody who typically like, I'm not into that? Like, talk about that. Right, so for me, like, it's... And the reason, wait, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because a lot of people are like, yo, I'm not successful, and they're younger, right? right and they're right. going to school, and it's like, but when you look at, like, if they had a calendar, it would be like partying, sleeping in late, partying, sleeping in late. Right. So it's like, I'm curious, because you're doing the complete opposite, right? Right, so, right. So what put you in that mindset, and talk to us a little bit about that. See, for me, it just kind of like, it's almost like I built up like a distaste, <laughs> almost. <laughs> like it kind of got to a point where I was like, all right, like, like what am I really going here for? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, especially for me, like, I have a girlfriend. <laughs> mm-hmm. So like, you know, like most young guys, like, you know, I, I'm not gonna like knock their, their right. game or whatever, you right. know? Like if you wanna, you know, go party or whatever and like, you know, go meet girls, you right. know, I, it is what it is. But right. for me, when I was in party environments, like I would li- like literally, literally, I would sit here and I would just kind of like lean back and I would go, wow. Like, cause I, I would just like sit into like my mind mm-hmm. and I would be like, wow, like look at all these people. They're like, and I would like analyze from like a psychology perspective. Cause like <laughs> I wouldn't be into the party. This guy's got daddy issues. My <laughs> <laughs> guy's like, an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, wow, like these people are all just getting together and they're like, they're in this like tribe. And I'll, right. and I'll think about right. it from that perspective. But like long story short, I just like disconnected from it mm-hmm. and like I just saw no value in it. I'm Got like, it. what am I really gaining from this? Right. You know, like for me, if I want to have fun, I could go do other things like that I right. enjoy. Which are what? I personally feel like my downtime, I'm either spending time with my girlfriend or I like play Xbox at night. Okay. But like, your game? yeah, uh, I'm, I'm a Warzone guy, Madden okay, guy. Okay. Like, I, I'm a big like, like either sports game yep. or, 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 or Call of Duty. Okay. But okay. I, and like, I think in moderation, everything is okay. Well, maybe not everything, but (laughs) most things are okay. Most things are okay. Right. Um, But it's about making sure that you're keeping tabs on yourself because Mm -hmm. what I've noticed is that like life is really like up and down, right? But the question is how down are the downs, Mm -hmm. right? Because like most people's life is like this, but you could get it to a point where it's like this and then like this. So like it's like this is a small down. It's not much of a dip. It's just a small dip. It's not a pit. Right. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. so what I found is that when you go too deep into the thing that you enjoy, mm-hmm. you'll create a pit. Mm-hmm. So like you'll say, all right, I'm going to play Xbox, you know, an hour or two a day. And it's like, all right, now I'm playing four hours a day. It's like, oh, shit. <laughs> right. Now I'm playing all day. Right. And right. it's like, what happened here? You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, because slowly, like you start negotiating with yourself. Like, oh, you know, just. Five more minutes. Yeah. Five, <laughs> you know, you know, for me, it'd be like, oh, let me just play a little bit more today. Or like, oh, maybe for someone else, it could be, oh, let me get another drink. Or like, right. oh, let me go to this other party. True. Like everybody right. kind of has their thing, right? But it's mm-hmm. about like, you got to be like consciously on top of it. Like, right. hey, like, 
Am I starting to slip here? Yeah. Because it's always the same patterns. I've noticed totally. it's always the same patterns that like cause you to fall into your dips mm. or your pits, I should say. So it's like, I'd start to notice it. I'm like, oh snap, like I'm starting to do this, I'm starting to do that. Right. Let me like catch myself and right. like get back on it. Mm. So you know what I look at, and I don't know if you want to comment on that. Well, that's just like a lot of self-realization. That takes a lot to yeah. figure out totally. where, like what your triggers are. Or right, what your, right. What your vices are, right? Right, right. And how old are you turning? I'm turning 20. Nice. So, so the reason, so, so now being a 20 year old, having those thought processes, there's people that I know, again, every age is just a number. Honestly, we know people who are in their fifties and immature as fuck. Like, (laughs) I mean, so, I mean, it it is what it is. But the one thing though, that I love about this though, and I think could be even a perspective shift, right? Mm -hmm. I do agree that I think if some people are, you know, overdoing something, whether it's playing too many video games or, they're not focusing enough time on school to get done and graduate, or right. they're not building enough in their business, whatever it could be, right? Because what activity is taking time away from that? But the way that I always channeled it, because I'm somebody, like I look at myself, and I'm very hard on myself, I look at myself like I'm lazy. I'm like, dude, mm-hmm. you should be getting up, you need to do this. Mm-hmm. And my coach, or back in the day when I had anxiety, and I hired my anxiety coach, you know, um, they're like, you work 24 seven, how are you lazy? Mm. And I'm like, no, I'm fucking lazy. I can do more. I know I can do more. <clears throat> and one of the things that, like, that my, my anxiety coach actually was like, well, what do you do that you, what do you do for fun? And, and going back five, six years ago, I just did business. That's it. Mm. Like, I was those dudes, like, where, like, I interviewed Matt from Relentless Fitness. I'm like, what do you do in your off time? He's like, read books. I'm like, what else? Play, hang out with my daughter. What else? Watch Tony Robbins podcast. Like, uh. like he's just like that dude. It's like, no, no. Do you fucking eat cheese doodles or not? All right. <laughs> Are you watching Sopranos on the couch or not? Okay, Matt, stop lying to me. So, but he's like, not that dude. And that's who I used to be because I used to put myself in that frame where they're like, no, that's, that's like whatever. But the older that I'm getting, that I look at things a little bit different. And I think that life, like, uh, like we, I think we talked about this. We're like, because like I've been dieting like fucking crazy recently. Mm. And I've never, I, I grew up a really skinny kid. And then I got older and worked and was less active, so I started right. putting on weight. Right. Yeah. And shout out to John. I've noticed your face been leaning oh, out. I've been noticing. I've been noticing. You did shout me out on Instagram. Yeah, yeah I've been noticing. That. I was always giving me some love. Pushing me I, I, I can yeah. see. I can I, see. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but it's been tough, right? Because I love, I, I, I've always been a kid who's skinny, so I could eat anything I want at all times and never gain a pound. Mm. And then as I'm getting older and not doing as much active shit, like I've started to put on weight, right? And so my whole point, though, is, is that her and I were joking around, we had lunch one day. And we both are eating healthy and she's like, you know, well, you know, we have to like, the way you said it kind of was like, you know, we should mix it up a little bit because like, let's just say you die today. And my last, my whole meals today were fucking salads. Like, would I be stoked on that? Like, uh, in the next life, like, yo, I had salad today? Like, probably not. I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, no but, way. but, right. But the way that I like to look at it though is, is like, let's look at your, your gaming, right? Right. Where it's like, all right, boom. My goal is to achieve X, Y, Z this week. If I do, I get an extra... F- 20 minutes of gaming, right? Right, right? And you reward yourself with these things instead of them being pits. Right. And so that's what, over the time I started to do with myself because I was like, yo, because I won't lie, I, I enjoy, like for me, I really enjoy like my boat as an example, right? Mm. And in the summertime this year, I've narrowed it down to like not going out every day, only on Wednesdays, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, boo, I'm gonna do it on Wednesdays. And then Wednesdays would come, and then it's like, all right, you know what? Like, because I would typically sometimes get back pretty late, right? With right. my buddies and we'd go out and have fun. But the whole thing though is, is like I would give myself different, like, leisures based off of performance right right right. so if i do xyz meaning like and not just work related right so like if i if i worked out consecutively all week boom i'm doing this you know if i hit my goals for work this week boom i'm gonna go do this and i and i I can actually agree with you because last christmas i told my wife i was like you know what get me a fucking uh p90 
PS4 because <laughs> I haven't played a PlayStation in almost 10 years since right. I lived with my parents. Right. And my little brothers took all my games and shit. So I just gave it to them. <laughs> so, like, so I'm like, you know what? I want to be able to do something to like get my head out of like work and get out of like my, my head. So I got, I got mad and got Call of Duty, whatever. And then I played it for a couple of weeks and I stopped playing it. And then boom, months went on. But then recently I'm like, you know what? I want to start doing it again, but giving myself because I want to be selfish in the morning. And I think enough people don't do that. You should be selfish in the morning for yourself because who wants to start a day off where you're just focusing on giving to everybody else around you, right? right. Yeah. So, so what I started to do was, in order for me to play my game, I got Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 plus 2 oh, fucking yeah. combo pack. <laughs> and I was like, I haven't played this since I was literally, lived in North Arlington, was probably like 15, maybe 12 years old. Right. Um, and I'm like, I'm going to get this game. It was like the 2 Series pack. And so I got it. And every morning, I'm only allowed to play it if I work out, right? Uh. So I wake up and I work out specifically because I want to play. And I set I set a timer for 15 minutes. Right. But now I start my day. I'm like, yo, I want to get back tomorrow, and I'm gonna go crush that one fucking skate park, like, <laughs> like literally. And I feel like a kid, but I love that though. Like, right. but you gotta set. I think people should be selfish like that. So like when you said that, like I love it because it's all about perspective. That's what right. this is about, right? It's like, damn, if I play too much video games, it's not a good thing. But if you're killing it in every area, right. then you should be able to play too many video games. Right, <laughs> right, to, right, right. And that's that's I, I do a similar system. So like, what I do is either I'm scheduling the game time at the end of the day once everything is done, right. or if I'm operating in the core, like if I'm like, all right, I have a core three, core five things right. that I'm going to do today. I could only do like playing. I could only go out. I could, like with my girlfriend. I could only, you know, like go, you know, watch a movie or something right. if these things are done. Right. And if they're not done, then nothing, like I'm not going to be able to do that. I have to continuously right. focus on getting these things done. Right. So and I, I found it to be effective. And listen, I think, and this person right here, my girl Megan over here, aka Mega Ronies, literally <laughs> fucking has your handy dandy list. Every time we're talking or we're going through meetings, like she has a list the size of the wall of China. Like literally, schedule out like you do. Yeah, like, right. Literally every single time in 15 minute increments of my entire day from when I wake up to when I go to bed. Right. And it's like habit formation too. Like to your point, you wake up, you work out, and then you do something that you genuinely enjoy. And it's like that incentive. And when you combine something that you're trying to do because you have to, and it's something that's going to better you with something right. that you really want to do, habit formation. Right. It becomes really easy. Mm -hmm. Right, right, right. Mm -hmm. 100%, 100% agree. And I think yeah. I read a similar concept like that in the book uh, Atomic Habits. I'm not sure if you read it or not. But it was, it was saying something along those lines. You probably, probably love that book. Yeah. Just like, What's it called? Atomic Habits. Atomic Habits. Yeah. Boom. That's a, like shout out. It's a fire we book. We might have it. Oh, here. wait a second. We actually might. I think it's in the, the Dabbing Social Library. Or it's at, which is, at, yeah, or at my house. Right. <laughs> well, it might be in the bookshelf over here. Yeah. We'll, we'll um, check afterwards. Yeah. But uh, real quick sponsorship shout out again. Uh, this is a new one, Dr. Joe No Solar. Um, it's my first time doing it, Joe, so just bear with me here. Um, Dr. Joe, Dr. Joe is an expert with leading residential solar company in the country. So this guy can do it anywhere throughout the country. If you want to save your money on your electric bill and pay either no electric bill or have it be less than a fraction of what you're paying right now, as an example, some of the people that he's worked with are in his actual company. People went from paying over sometimes $200, $300 bills in the summertime with the AC pumping and stuff like that to literally paying less than $10 a month, I mean, which is absolutely crazy. Um, but his passion is to help others combined with the goal of having the world run on solar. So he went from being a doctor to his passion being he wants to focus on renewable energy. Um, and I think that's badass. Um, it costs you absolutely nothing to uh, have him come out, take a look, assess. 
And also the one thing that I will say, because back in the day when I wanted to get solar panels on one of my properties, um, I they want to do hard credit checks, whatever else. That is different now, so it doesn't cost you any money. You do a soft credit check, and it costs you zero dollars to get solar panels and to stop paying a bill. If someone, and honestly, like I'm gonna go back to Tesla after this because you know I'm gonna go fucking crazy over this. Yeah. But literally, it's it's like why would you why would you want to spend money if you don't have to, right? right. And they then they, they put it in a place on your roof where obviously it's the most sunlight, but it won't look bad. Obviously, some people don't like them the way it looks on the roofs. I'm one of those people. But you can have it on the backside or a side where you're gonna ca- capture the most sun and still look awesome, um, go to drjonosolar.com and see if you can qualify. Uh, Joe, you're the man. Appreciate you. Um, and back to real quick on that note, when you, when talking about brand value real quick, so let's, let's, right. let's do a little qu- a quick uh, side change here. It's going to go on a Tesla rant. Rant, <laughs> right? So, so the biggest thing that I learned recently, I think this is probably one of the most excited I've ever been about a brand. Mm-hmm. In all honesty, like in my right. life. Right. Um, I had... In my lifetime, and my car, I'm a big car guy, obviously. Like, I've had two G-Wagons. I still love those cars. But recently, I'm turning 30. I wanted to change. I wanted to go to also renewable energy. It used to cost me $120 to fill my tank every week. Right. So I was paying almost $600 a month just in gas. Right. right. So when I made the switch, um, I can't stop talking about it. And I want to talk about brand because right now I just read the book. So you talk about Atomic Habits. I also want to throw out another book to suggest to people, which is going to be um, uh, Delivering Happiness, the story of Zappos. Mm. Um, one of the best books I have ever fucking picked up in the entrepreneur space. Well, I, From I, I one million. Uh, what's that? I have not heard of that book before. Dude, I'm going to literally send you this book. <laughs> so literally, no joke. Um, it's about the story um, of, of Tony Heisch and how he took, um, before Amazon blew up the way they were in 1997, he started Zappos, which was the first company on the planet to do two-day delivery with shoes. Mm, mm-hmm. And so literally changed and revolutionized e-commerce. Right. Um, and he went from a $1 million business that almost died five or six times because of, uh, because of venture capital and losing money uh, to the most profitable over a billion-dollar shoe company that Amazon wanted buying for billions. Wow. So, but the whole point, though, about it is he talks about how they did not, and this is obviously going to punch us all in the face kind of because of our industries, but he talks about how they did not do any marketing. They focused on customer being the most customer-centric company on the planet, mm. competing with Amazon at the time with that saying. Right. And they thought instead of marketing, that if you have such a great brand, that people will be raving fans and they will talk about it. So the biggest thing that, I, that with me with Tesla, though, is that at the end of the day, it's like I can't stop talking about it. I've never seen Tesla ads anywhere. Right. I haven't seen billboards anywhere. But I don't shut the fuck up about it. <laughs> I don't. You don't. And I and I've convinced. <laughs> I've I've already convinced three people to get them. Right. You potentially want to get one after. True. Chris wants to get one after. Anybody yeah. who drives a fucking car should have a Tesla. Yeah. Right. So my whole point though is is that I want to talk about that with brand value because what we right. do all of us here in the marketing segment is we try to create that value right. outside of the product selling itself, outside of having great customer service selling itself. Right. Right. Like having Tony Robbins always says this. When you create a raving like fan customer base, mm-hmm. they are your sales team. They are right. your marketing team, right? Like that's right. me for Tesla. I should I should probably have a commission check from Elon. I'll be waiting for it, man. <laughs> I'll give you my address. But but literally that's the biggest thing. So I'm curious and I want to start with you on like your thoughts on how people can build that type of, technically it's called word of mouth, right. but through a great product slash customer service. Yeah, so my thought on that is, there's a good saying I heard from uh, the good old Ty Lopez is, yeah. 
you can't polish a turd. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I did not see I that coming. Really like that. I did not see that coming. <laughs> I guess it depends who you ask, though. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Meaning that if if you have a, a shit offer or product, right. like you you just right. can't. You can have the top right. marketing team in the world. You just right. can't polish a turd. Right. But <laughs> you title can, of this podcast. <laughs> But if you have an awesome product, awesome customer service, and like average marketing, you'll do well. Correct. Right? So I think... Or even no marketing sometimes. Right. Or even no marketing. Right? So, But that doesn't negate the importance of it, right? We got to make sure... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa. Stay in your CTV marketing. (laughs) (laughs) But... I I think, obviously, like making the product awesome, but the offer... Awesome as well, right? right. Like make sure that you know we're pulling in the right people, right? Yeah. And like keeping them coming in. And then also, I think on the customer service side of things, and then the social side of things, I think making sure that you're a brand that's not only educating but entertaining. Mm-hmm. Because when you think about Tesla, what's one of the biggest things about Tesla? It's Elon Musk. And what's one of the biggest things about Elon Musk is he's an entertaining influencer. He's an entertaining businessman in like, you know, uh, him going on Joe Rogan and and smoking and him, you know, doing all these things with Dogecoin. Like those are all entertaining things that all factor in to you being interested in Elon. And then once you're interested in Elon, then they they educate you about why Tesla is the best car why you should drive it and whatnot and i think a lot of businesses they either do one or the other right they're either like super educating and like their post is like oh our you know our service is this and right. it's this and it's like super boring right or they're like super entertaining and they lack the education and it's like a circus <laughs> right so but when you find both of them to come together on social and like when you're interacting with customers in person or on the phone right it creates an experience where someone wants to continue going there because you're providing them value with the education. You're entertaining them, which every human wants to be. I was actually thinking about this the other day. I was like, why is it that like athletes and like musicians and all these people, why are they like the biggest celebrities in the world? It's because they entertain. Mm-hmm. Humans want to be entertained almost more than anything else. I have a segue to this after. And so if you're a business... <laughs> If you're a business who's trying to create that raving fan effect, you have to entertain your customers while while simultaneously educating them on the product. And when those two come together, it's a very, very good recipe for you being able to not only get them to convert into customers, but then to retain as customers and become raving fans. Mm -hmm. I love that. To your point though, um, some brands are like, great, I'm gonna put out entertaining content and they think that it's what, like. It's what the brand thinks is entertaining and not necessarily what the customer thinks is entertaining. And then, and then, you know, we even have some clients too that are like, I don't know why my content isn't getting, you know, a ton of engagement. It's not what your customer wants, which is where all of us come in, right? Right, right. Well, you're not identifying who your target consumer is and like be in their brains. Like you were saying when you were at parties, sitting there and watching people, I do that at everywhere I go. Okay, I gotta give them a name, a family, a job. Like if I can <laughs> if I can study them, what would they be and what would what content would they want? And then you just have to give them what they want. Yeah. I, I a million percent agree with that. I'm not gonna I was I'm gonna let you go, but <laughs> I'm gonna let you finish. Yeah. <laughs> but Beyonce had the best with you. <laughs> no, but um one of the things I was gonna say real quick just on the topic and we could we could go to what you're saying, but Perfect example, I think, is Barstool Sports when you talk about entertainment. Oh, yeah. 100%. So I am I am not a big sports guy. I'm a Jets 
fucking fanatic person. But I'm outside th- of thinking that, about becoming a Jets fan. I'm oh, about I it. like it. I watched little the first shit, game. I watched the first game. Was there was a little fight in the dog. They're normally not you're like right, that. Normally right, it's a slaughtering. You're right. You're right. Well, you're right. who's your team right now? I'm the Giants. I'm okay. Giants. Yeah, okay. Switch from, well, no, I'm not going to switch. I wouldn't switch. Yeah. She's she's becoming a Jets fan too. Slowly. 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 She doesn't know yet. So, but but the whole thing though is is that. I'm not a big sports guy, right? So, but I find myself lately, I tell her this, like, I find myself lately watching Barcelona sports, not because I give a fuck about anything they have to say about sports, but I think it's just like watching Dave Portnoy argue and fight with everybody is just so entertaining. It's like, it's like I don't even care what he's talking, I don't care about the pizza shit, I don't care about anything else he's doing. Right. He's just always arguing with everybody. And it's like so, fu- but also, but you, you actually actually clarified it for me when I thought, it's like he's arguing with everybody, but he's, call- he's very, really calls everybody out. Right. Yeah. In front right. of everybody, anytime, any place. Right. And I think I love that, right? Whether it's an intern and he's like questioning the resume, like, what the fuck is this? Like, <laughs> like, like, it's all these different types of shit. It's like, you know, I find that entertaining, but I think that's why, you know, eyes will always follow a source of entertainment 100%. that is relevant to what they want to watch, which in some cases is like, you know, people want to watch arguments or drama. Right. But just ending the one last point of like building an actual raving fan customer base in this Zappos book, what they talked about was, how you know they wanted their customers to get surprises from them, right? Their their whole internal thing was called wow. You have to wow. You have to wow your teams. You have to wow your you know customers. Mm-hmm. You have to wow you know everybody around you as a brand. And one of the things they talked about in this book, which I'm excited for you to read and you, mm-hmm. but anybody out there, but is he talks about how when they moved their shipment plant from uh, San Francisco Bay to. Um, Kentucky, it was at the time the only place that UPS delivered worldwide as fast as they did, which is why they moved it in two-day shipping was the first ever for e-com. But what they did was they didn't tell their customers they were doing that. When you ordered shoes, they gave everybody free shipping and two-day shipping instead of, because picture, back in the day, if I ordered shoes 15 years ago, it took a week, two weeks to get to my house. Right. And that was like standard. And and right, right. standard shipping. But now at this, this is 1997, 2000-ish area, right? where you order something all of a sudden it's at your doorstep in two days. And right. imagine being a consumer like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> I just ordered this. Like, right. And you're like, wow. And now you're going to tell everybody that you just ordered these shoes that came in two days. Right. Yeah. Right. And I didn't pay for shipping. Right, right. So they started to evolve that. And one of the things I think that people need to think about, right, because our goal with this podcast, besides just breaking the barriers that you're facing or whatever else, is that how can your business, or whether it's personal development, how, but how can your business in this example provide more fucking value to the marketplace right and i think that's the biggest thing and that's what zappos did at that time they said to themselves okay well everybody else that's competing with us they have shipping one to two weeks right so boom they did two days and moved their whole plant to be two days then they were the first company to ever offer free returns for 365 days free shipping back i didn't know that that's crazy free shipping back for 365 days nobody and he said that we were willing to lose money right because we wanted to build the customer trust and loyalty and everyone's going to talk to us. Everyone's going to be screaming at the mountaintops, go to Zappos because you can return them anytime you want. Yeah. You can get them in massive pairs, try them on and then go send some back you don't like. Like, and at the same time, you get them in two days. I mean, right. there's no reason why you would never want to use that company. Mm-hmm. Right. But then you look at that and that's what the, it's the same thing that Jeff Bezos embodied where Jeff right. Bezos was an unprofitable um, public company for over almost 15 years. Really, I didn't know that. Yeah, they only became profitable in the very recent years. Mm -hmm. And 
year over year, they were losing billions, 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 billions. And all the stockholders believed in Bezos because he was like, the bigger picture is that we're going to convert. And once we start converting and that we stop losing, then we're going to be the biggest household name in e-com. And that's what he did. Right. Right. So it's about putting your customer first. Right. And that's one thing with us. We always got to be building and thinking about, but for any business, but it's like, you know, the customer has to always be fucking first. Right. Right. And you can picture this. Like people say the customer is always right. Right. Yeah. If the customer is always right, pay less. Right. Who's now out of business. Mm. They wouldn't accept returns after 30 days. Right. Zappos did for 365 days out of the year. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Who are you going to go to? <laughs> like, right. you know, yeah. and but think about the customer being right mentality where it's like, no, to them, it's like, no, if you tried on shoes, you left with your shoes, you said you liked them, you tried them on, now you just want to return them. They're all fucked up. Now you want to give them back to us? Like, no. Like, mm. no. Like, now the customer's like, well, I feel like I should be getting my money back. No. Well, okay. But they embodied the full wholesome that the customer's always right. Yeah. Right. And that changes. Which is crazy. Too, right? Like, co- consumer behavior changes. So for a company or for a brand, you can't just stick to the, like, this is what we're going to do and that's going to be it forever. You have to Correct. keep looking at what your right. customers want and how they're right. evolving and how your business is going to work. Right. Exactly. And, and I think alongside, like, this idea of, like, obsessing about the customer, I think what's so, so overlooked is what you brought up about knowing your customer. Mm-hmm. Because I've found, you know, it's funny, like when I, when I started like learning about marketing, one of the first lessons you learn is like, oh, create a client avatar, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, let, let me get to the real stuff. But the reality is that was so important. Step one. Because when you know your customer almost better than they, than they know themselves, when you know like what they're thinking about, like when they're on the toilet, or like when they're in the shower, like when you know them that well, you're able to take it to a whole other level in your sales, your marketing, your social, your customer, literally everything. Um, so a really, really cool strategy that I found is like literally like, like doing research, like going and finding similar products to yours and look at the best reviews and look at the worst reviews, Right, and then you can reverse engineer that into mm. marketing messages, right? So you can look at the worst reviews of, like, let's say, like a plumbing company, and you can see all the people say, "Yo, this guy was late. This guy was late. Yeah, this right. guy never shows up on time." And then now in your marketing, you know, we're oh, like 15 minutes early guarantee. Like, right. and you reverse. Engineer, That's a fire golden nugget. It's a fire golden nugget right there. You reverse engineer all the things that people hate, and then you go to the five star reviews, and they're like, "Oh right. my god, this guy was this, this guy was that," and then you literally take those and you make them into your your benefits. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's super super valuable. You could do that with YouTube comments, Google reviews, Amazon reviews, Reddit forums, right? Uh, and like you can find all that data. And like, do you like Reddit? Reddit's okay. Uh, you on it regularly? I don't really use it that much. I, you? I, I probably use like I've, once, I've never it. once in a blue moon, but I've never been. You know, I use it for like what you're talking about, like just to see like, well, what yeah. do other people think? Yeah. But typically, then I also think too, like, who's spending their time on Reddit? <laughs> you know, I, like, I think. What does that avatar look like? And do you like, go on Reddit? Me? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been on Reddit. I mean, I, who's I, on this thing? Reddit. Reddit is a platform where like you got to be like a Reddit person. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. one of those... Like a blogger? Like a, like a forum person? No. It's, it's, kind of, it's a different breed. Of yeah. The, the but way what do you do on it? It's, it's a bot, right? Reddit, a forum? Yeah, it's a forum. Okay. I, people go to Reddit like to talk about things, like complain about things. 
So like, it's kind of those people that just kind of want to be like keyboard warriors. Okay. That's what Reddit is for. But you'll you'll be able to get value. That's out That's a of good it. way of putting it. Keyboard warriors. I have a yeah. different I have a different way of saying it. <laughs> <laughs> I won't say it though. <laughs> so yeah. So one time, just to this point, like I had this client right, and mm-hmm. I, we were talking about you know putting together this campaign and whatnot. Right. And I'm like, all right, you know, um, like why do you why do you, your customers like buy from you? Right. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, because this, because this, because this. And I was like, all right, what we're going to do is we're going to see what you think. Then we're going to see what they think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I put together like a little questionnaire. Right. And I was like, we're going to interview some of like your top customers mm-hmm. and like some of your mid customers and some of your new customers. Right. So we get like a nice like range mm-hmm. and we're going to ask them about their experience and why they bought. Turns out the reason why he thought they bought was not why they bought and why they retained. Wow. They had completely different reasons. So the mistake that I see a lot of business owners making is that they have a theory about why their customers buy and stay. So they market that. But the reality is that their customers buy for a completely different reason. You know what I'm saying? So like, for example, like let's say you're like a personal trainer. You might think that your biggest value is, you know, that... I don't know, you kill your clients or something like that. You go like the, the you do like the hardest workouts, right? But then the reality is that your biggest value that when you speak to your customers is actually that like you are a supportive person, that you're like helping them behind the scenes, you help you keep them accountable. But you're marketing like the hardcore boot camp workout. Well, in reality, you should be marketing like, you know, I'm gonna keep you accountable, I'm gonna keep mm. you, I'm gonna we're, we're gonna build discipline, we're gonna keep you committed. Like that's actually the value point for your customers. And for right. someone else, it could be different. Right. But a lot of business owners I found don't actually understand why their customer even buys for them, which goes into the whole knowing your customer thing. Right. Right. Um, I love it, man. We're a lot of people are getting good gold nuggets here, and uh, and we're getting close to. The, we're getting, actually we're over the thirty minute mark, which I love. <laughs> I knew it was gonna happen. I can't. When all my guy Matt, he, time, <laughs> time, time, I think time stands still, but it's flying by. Okay. Um, this has flown by. I feel, dude, I feel like we've been talking for like fifteen minutes. I know. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, shit. We've only been doing this for five minutes already. <laughs> um, but I want to get into a little bit deeper. Sure. So, what is so okay? So now, we, are you ready for this? I'm, I'm ready. You ready for this? <laughs> I'm so ready. Okay. So now, one of the things I like to ask people now mm. on this, me and Meg are like, we got to get deep here, right? Okay. So, two questions. Okay. Who are you trying to be in this life? Now, when I ask that question, Ooh. right? Everybody, and and I'm gonna give a shout out to my uh, cousin-in-law, Joe Bazanas. We keep it moving, savage. Moving company, I guess I'm plugging Joe right now. Uh, great moving company, Ocean County, Monmouth County, as well as up in New York too. Um, but anyway, one of the things that he said to me, so we were at, um, what's that place up in um, Peddler's Village, right? I don't know if you guys know what that is, but it's like a cool little like market. Uh, how would you think a market, right? It's like um, an outdoor small store. Like village, like there's like all cute village. stuff, but small businesses doing their stuff. So anyway, so so Joe's a very uh, like, like eccentric person. Like he'll, he'll go from like, he has a big range of style. Like he'll go from wearing like his first time being on the podcast, he wore a leather vest, <laughs> right? With his keep it moving patch on it. And then the, the, then fast forward, you know, now he like, you know, and he loves to go to like different things and he'll dress up for like the, um, what are those theme things? We're like doing like jousting and like, um, oh, what are they called? And it's around that area too, like the festivals. What do you call that thing? Renaissance Fair. He does Renaissance. He's very big range, this guy, right? right. But so we're in Petalos Village and there's a hat store with all different types of hats. Hats for women, like the big ones for the beach. You got guys with different types of hats for guys. And from fedoras to like leather crocodile Dundee looking motherfucking hats, right? right. <laughs> so Joe picks up one hat, puts it on, and it looks fucking phenomenal, right? 
And, and this is why this question started. Right. So he's sitting there. I'm like, yo, I'm like, so you like that hat? Because it looked good on him. Like, it looks, mm. looks sick. It's a leather black hat. He looked like he was about to go like hunt a deer or some shit. <laughs> so he goes, this plays to the character that I'm trying to portray. Mm. Right? And because he was also an actor. He does a lot of stuff. He's a musician. So he goes, this plays to my character that I'm pushing out. Right? And my persona to my mm. character. Right? When I wear this hat. And I was like, damn. Like, because it's overall who he's trying to be, and that comes with your perspective and your perception of who you're putting out. Right. What you dress, what you drive, what you do, how you look, how you take care of your health, all the way down to what hat you're wearing, right? So in this world, my curiosity, I'm gonna ask you this too, is, is who are you trying to be in this world? Man, so it took me a second to think about that. I was like, damn, that's a, that's a great question. Yeah. One of the first things that comes to mind for me, because I think about identity a lot, right? Because I think, Everybody is trying to subconsciously or consciously trying to live up to a certain identity, right? Yeah. And I think sometimes actually our identity holds us back mm. because we have a set of beliefs about who we are, right? Right? You'll hear a lot of times people say, Oh, that's just how I am, correct? Right? Oh, yeah, that's you know, Aunt Margie. She's, every time I heard that. that's, that's just how she is, right, right, right? The reality is that, like they are like almost married to sometimes negative things about their identity. So sometimes I think I've found for myself is that you sometimes have to let go of who you are to become someone that you want to be. Mm -hmm. And that's so hard. Mm -hmm. It's so hard to let go of who you are because... Right. Do you vibe with that song, Let It Go, from that one movie? Which one? <laughs> what the fuck? It's like, it's like, just let, let it go. It go. Oh, let, <laughs> let it go. No, let it go. Let it go. What's that song? For Frozen? Yes. Yo, when that shit comes on, you probably be like, this is my anthem. <laughs> I love it. Because sometimes you do, right? You have to let it go. I like so, it. So to, to, to become who you want to be, right? So that's that's something that I, that I, that's been on my mind. So when yeah. you ask me that, I got three words that come to mind for me. One is like leader slash role model. Okay. Right? So I want to be someone that is almost an example, right? right? Is, is someone that people in my community, my family can look to and be like, yo, this is someone that has lived or is living a good life. They're doing things the right way. They've succeeded in, in multiple areas of their life and their, you know, health, wealth, love, and happiness, which I think, you know, like the core that I've, that I've you know, that I've found and that I've, you know, uh, uh, collected from learning from men like yourself, Raul, and like these people that are leagues ahead of me in, in life and age, success, etc. Um, you know, just being a leader and a role model in those, mm -hmm. you know, like this is someone that like, we can look to and like receive advice from because he's done things the right way. He's gone through the trials and tribulations right. and like he can guide us to live a, a good life as well. Right. The second word that comes to mind for me is father. Mm. One of the biggest things is I want to, I want to have kids in the future. Like I look forward to being a father like so much. Mm -hmm. It's just like, it's just one of my things. I need a son. Love it. It just has to happen. Yeah. Like it's not even yeah. a choice. Yeah. See, and it's not. And it's not weird that you're saying that. When I was even 17 or even younger, I was saying this shit too. Right. So it's good though. Right. Yeah. This is, it's just super big for me. Like I just like envision, like not like it, it kind of goes into being a leader, right? Because it's not only leading community, but it's also leading your kids, which is obviously the most important thing, right? Yes. Guiding them. Yes. Um, that comes to mind for me. And the last word that comes to mind for me, it's just a word I used to write this word all the time. Uh, in, in, in my journal um, when I was younger. It's, it slipped a little bit for me, but it, just, it came to mind again, which is the word unrecognizable. And what I mean by that is growing 
and evolving so much and evolving in your identity so much that you have become unrecognizable to the people that once knew you. Mm. So like, you know, right now I'm about to turn 20, right? Mm-hmm. So like, there's people that, you know, around me, and, you know, it's kind of one of the cliches in the whole personal development that you gotta sometimes like leave people behind or whatever, you gotta grow, right? 100%. So like, you know, I think about, you know, let's say 10 years from now, I meet someone that, you know, I, I knew back in high school, whatever, and like the reaction after like 15 minutes of conversation is like, damn, like, you have grown so much. Like, I almost don't even recognize you. Mm. you. You know what I'm saying? It's because, like, I'm just, I've just evolved so much right. that I'm unrecognizable in my physique, in mm. my mentality, right. in, in, every, in my success. Like, you are unrecognizable. You are not the Matthew that I once knew. Right. That's because I've grown so much. Correct. So, those three words come to mind for me. I love that. Those are all fire. Those are all fire. <laughs> Nicole, you better hit the air horn on that when you see this in editing. <laughs> um, Megaronis. Oh my gosh, this is, I feel like this is a really complex question, but the one thing that comes to mind is someone who is just highly respected all around, you know, Mm -hmm. um, portraying really high integrity. We play the integrity game here at Adapting Social, but being known as somebody who like, if you say, hey, you have to do, or if I say, hey, I'm going to do this, you know, she's going to get it done. I don't have to think twice about it, Mm -hmm. right? Um, You had mentioned being a role model. I think being a role model um to everybody not just the people that you come in close contact with but um a few years ago somebody had once told me that you make an impact on every single person whether you know it or not and it could be Mm, passing somebody on the street right if Mm. you a simple smile and wave and hello or um my fiance always uh tells me like oh make sure you call service people by their name right because they're humans too and that just one like a waiter or a waitress mm-hmm. and calling them by their name is just a, an impact on their day when mm-hmm. it's last totally. time you call them by their name, right? so um being somebody who makes small impact and really big impacts on those that i don't know and those that i do know um and then just being an inspiration to others i think in a way that's like you can accomplish anything that you want to do and it's all what you put in your mind and like the person that you want to become you can become if you let go of all of the uh i hate using the word traumas but like Mm. the traumas that set you up to where you need to be now right right Mm -hmm. right i think to to your point one of the things that like we discount a lot is we have no idea who's watching yeah like Mm -hmm. i've had countless times where like someone be like yo matt like i've been watching you like you're you're motivating me you're inspiring me and i'm like damn like i would have never thought Right. right, I would have never thought this person was watching what I was doing, but little did I know that like posting on social media and doing what I was doing was like impacting these people around me. I had so, no idea. Like, we have no idea who we're inspiring. And like mm-hmm. for that, that is reason alone. Like to to continue. A hundred percent to push. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I would say mine. I guess I'll go because yeah. you guys already went. But mine is very short. Um, mine is a servant who did it his way. Mm. Done. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? So I'll unpack that for you. So what I mean by that is, is everything that I do in my life has been serving others, right? Like mm-hmm. I started adapting social to help my family, right? Mm-hmm. It was my goal was to help my family get out of that bad situation, right? Um, then I started building it and now I'm serving my clients. I'm serving my team, you know? Right. And then my goal philanthropically in the future is to serve other people with anxiety and depression and other things like that. Um, but the point though is, is that I'm not here to please anybody anymore. Um, there's actually this picture, my wife laughs at this. I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to get this blown up in this office, also in my house. But there's a picture of a fucking clown, right? A midget clown in the circus. And he's got a cigarette and he looks fucking miserable. But he's got the, he's got the, like, the, the clown like, smile on him, right? Mm. And that has been me, right? My whole life I've been somebody who had to be the people pleaser because I started very young. 
Um, people didn't take me seriously, as I'm sure you're used to being a younger guy in the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. When you were 17 or younger starting this. Um, and so I was always like entertaining everybody around me at all times. Like they had to, like I wanted to build their trust through at, to like being, bringing the energy all the time and, you know, trying to overcompensate so many different ways and shit like that, you know? And at the end of the day, you know, I was, I was serving, you know, the purpose of what I'm going after, right? right? So I don't ever have any issue. I'm never better than anybody. I'm here to serve people, right? Whether right. I take that into my religion, take that into what I do with my family, my friends, my, my team, my, my company. I'm here to serve. That's what I was put on this planet to do, to serve. Um, but I'm going to fucking do it my way, though. Right, right. right, and, I don't, right. And, I, and I, quite frankly, don't give a fuck what anybody thinks about me. Right. Um, and, um, you know, but the biggest thing, though, is, is that over the course of the past probably like five to six years, I've, I've grown a lot, right? Because I went from being that person who's like, hustle, 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 hustle. Like, you got to do this. Like, you know, uh, every day, like we would at the end of every day at Adapting Social, right. we would have like rate your day, right? Let's just say on a scale of one to ten. How was it? Like, was it great? Were you happy? Were you sad? Whatever. Um, and I was always 10, 10, 10, 10, 10 every day. 10, and everyone's like, this guy's so fucking unrealistic. <laughs> like, he's a 10 every day. Like, and there's was, there was people that were like, this, you know, this guy's fucking bullshitting. Like, he, didn't, mm. he clearly didn't have a 10. Um, but I think the biggest thing that I've learned as I'm getting older, right, as I'm, I'm, I'm turning 30 in t- September 27th. Um, and Happy so, early birthday. I'll be the first. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Right after. I love it. But, you know, I think at the end of the day, um, you know, it's, it's a matter of just realizing that, like, a lot of times, like we said earlier, like you said earlier, and you mentioned other other settings too, is that people either will freeze, pause, hold what they want to do based off of people's thoughts, right? Right? Whether it's being vulnerable, whether it's taking a risk, whether it's doing whatever the fuck you need to do, but they do that purely based off of what people think about them, because people mm-hmm. all crave. And I got this from Tony Robbins. People all crave one thing. It doesn't matter who you are. We all crave love. And rejection is not love. It's the opposite of love. Right. Right? So we run away from rejection because it's not love. We all just want love. So for me, I have built this thought process that like through my serving, that's where I'm giving love. Mm. How I'm doing it my way is where I don't need love back. Right? So, so that, and that's how I've always been. So for me, that's my whole unpacking of that. Right. But a servant who did it his way. Right. So that's, right. that's my goal. So my, my thought... Um, let me know if it applies or not. But Maybe. I think when you say like a servant who did it my way, I think the my way is almost you loving yourself, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then totally. the servant is loving others. Exactly. Which I think both are right. critical. Both are super critical. You know. Totally. Totally. Because listen, I think when you look at certain people who are constantly, constantly serving, right? Like you've talked about this in other settings where you're like, you know, I'm giving out all my energy and blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm not getting it back and whatever it's else. It's like the oxygen mask, right? Like you ha- on a plane, you have to put the mask on yourself before right. you put it on somebody. 100%, right, right. And so I think that at the end of the day, you know, when you're out there constantly giving, right? We'll look at it as an energy. We only have so much as humans energy every day, right? That we can utilize. We can't run a marathon for 24 hours straight. It's impossible, right? Maybe not for David Goggins, <laughs> but but everybody else probably impossible. But the whole point though is that so there's there's give and take, there's limitations and whatever else based off our energy. So it's like I'm gonna get, I know right now for the past over almost at this point eleven almost twelve years of my life, especially even before that my personal life with my family. You know I've given a lot of energy out and love out 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 to the point where now I'm used to it and I like it because mm. I would rather help people. Then get something in return, right? Like for me, that's the biggest thing. 
It's interesting because so, it re-energizes you. Yeah, that's that's like the energy charge now. Correct. Correct. Mostly people, it's just losing it. Totally so, right. You have a little circle of life. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I like it, and and I think that that's that's a good point because it's like you look at it from that perspective and you say, listen, like at one point that was draining me. Oh. You know, my I had to deal with this situation today. You know, or I had to deal with whatever my family, my this person, that person, and then eventually it's like, no, I helped that person through something, and now like they feel better. Right. Like that charged me up. Right. So now it's like positive charge and positive. You know, I think everything in life from Stephen Covey, another person people should look up. Um, great, great uh, personal development person. Have you ever heard of him? I have heard of okay. him. Okay, but, but I don't follow him, but I've heard of him. You should look at some of his stuff on YouTube. It's fucking fire. But. He talks about in life how everything is a deposit or a withdrawal towards your goals and to who you want to be, mm. right? So, again, right now, if I sat on the couch and ate that cheese doodle, fucking take your money out of the bank there, right? right? It's not added to the goals. So it's the same thing here where it's like, you know, at the end of the day, are we doing what we're supposed to be doing? And for me, helping people is, is a deposit. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So for me, that's what, the, that's what it's become. So that's why... Um, that's why uh, I came up with that little little spiel. Yeah. That's and good. I think That's it's fine. the way you think about it too, right? Like yeah. there's always you could always think about one situation negatively or positively. Mm-hmm. So one thing that I do is in any situation that I find myself like, oh my gosh, I feel like my energy is being drained. Uh, shout out to my mom because she taught me this as a kid. But I have this gratefulness jar on my desk at home with a little piece of paper. And I find the positive in that situation, and I write it down, and I dump it in that jar. And oh, the next awesome. time I'm having that feeling, I just grab one of those things, and it reminds oh, you. And I love that. Just training oh, awesome. your mind to be re-energized mm-hmm. by situations that aren't so totally uh, yeah. for you. Right, I love that. Yeah, love and 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 again, you know, not not to keep to, uh, Tony Robbins' horn here, <laughs> but to that point, somebody asked him that specific question, like, you know, do you ever have a bad day, or do you ever just want to like flip out on somebody, or do you ever just want to whatever? And he said, listen, he said, I'm a human being. Of course, I have these moments of weaknesses where I feel like pissed off or angry. Um, but he's like, at the end of the day, I don't stay there. Mm. I think that's the important part. Yeah. And, and it's, it's human to feel. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't have to be human to stay. Right. And that's right. the shift. And that's, that's what you're doing with that, with that uh, methodology yeah. of looking and then getting past it. And I think that's the big thing. Right. You know, it's just moving the fuck past it. Um, but right, we, Nicole's gonna kill us at this point. She's pissed. She's she's swinging elbows here. I don't want to get you know we have guests in the room here. Um, but Matt, thank you so much, brother. Dude, I appreciate. I love, it. I this, this is awesome. For you. This is awesome. Megaroni's first podcast yeah, in. So, I love one. it. I'm glad. I knew it was gonna be a good one. <laughs> Boom! You did. Yeah. You did. So Matt, where can people find you? Follow you on social media and join the polls, right? Yeah. Matt, Matt's got a lot of great social media content, and there's a lot of polls this guy's putting out there, right? And I'm not talking about stripper polls here, right? <laughs> His girlfriend's in the room here. But I'm talking polls, and they actually make you think, which I love. 100%. So where can they find you, the whole thing? 100%, yeah. So just go to Instagram. It's the Matthew with two Ts, and then I-G-L-E-S-I-A-S. So it's the Matthew Iglesias on Instagram. And then from there, that's my main social media platform. From there... Anything else that I'm doing, you'll see on the story with this YouTube video or <laughs> any other craziness that might might come out, you'll see it on there. That's where most of the content, really all the content is. And uh, look forward to seeing your responses on those polls and, and engaging with you guys. And plug, and plug your company too. Uh, oh, yeah. So uh, I have a digital marketing agency called Social Quake Marketing. So we do Facebook ads, Google ads, copywriting, strategy. Uh, that's what we do. So similar to what, what you guys do as well. Yep. Uh, and you know, I'm just really, really big on helping companies 
push the needle forward with advertising, helping them scale, get to that next level, and just really make a direct impact on uh, direct impact on their bottom line. So that's what I do. Uh, and yeah, this is really it. it's been awesome, man. I love it, Dude, man. Hey, thank you so much. Coming up. Yes, Everybody, sir. Everybody, create a great day and take care.